Whoever eats a kind of bread which the bracha is required to wash their hands before eating and afterwards. In manners, we'll explain. Even though it's uh, unconsecrated bread, it's not truma. Even though the person's hands are not dirty, the purpose of the washing the hands has nothing to do with physical dirt. And the person has no reason to believe they became impure. The other person should not eat until he washes both his hands. Uh, the reason being because we assume the hands are, we assume the hands are likely to have touched something impure and become impure, and we want to train people, especially the kahanim, to only uh, have pure hands before they eat bread, because much of the bread they eat is truma. So the reason why all Jewish people wash their hands before eating bread is so that the kahanim should be. Uh, astute and uh, very familiar with the practice of making sure to eat their truma with pure hands when the base of English is rebuilt. When the base of English is rebuilt, similarly anything which is dipped in liquid, one must wash your hands beforehand because again the possibility of truma the liquid being truma if the liquid is wine or oil and therefore was extended to all liquids as well. Whoever washes their hands, whether it's to eat, or it's for the purpose of saying Shema, or for davening, all those things require washing the hands, as we said. A person must first make the bracha prior. Who has commanded us concerning the washing of the hands. Now, the word netilas does not really mean washing, it actually is uh, related to the uh, utensil that was used to wash your hands, which is called a nutla. Um, so that's the explanation for the terminology of the bracha. That doesn't, of course, explain the term alnatilas lulav, but uh, that's another conversation. Shizum it's v'sacham because uh, even though we, this is a commandment of the chachamim, shestav minatir l'shmei and the Torah commanded us to listen to them. Therefore, we can say a bracha. Hashem has commanded us. Hashem kedishanu mitzvahs v'sivanu. Shneim the pasuk says al pi atir sheruchah based on the Torah that they teach you the Sanhedrin. However, the water which so in other words, therefore, because there is a biblical obligation to obey the chachamim, therefore you can make a, you can make a bracha regarding Hashem commanding us. Now the water, the the washing of the hands following the meal, does not require a bracha. It's only because of reasons of danger, as we'll explain. However, because of that, there are certain stringencies more than regular washing of the hands, as we'll see in the next halacha. Washing the hands between courses in the meal, it's something you may do but don't have to. If you want, you wash your hands. If you don't want, you don't have to. Uh, produce or fruits that are unconsecrated do not require hand washing. Either before or after. Whoever washes their hands, in fact, who does so for regular fruits, it's considered haughty. Any bread with which there uh, is eaten, is salt is eaten with it. You must wash your hands afterwards. Is perhaps worried about some that some of this salt is of the type of nature of the salt of the city of Sudan, which is high level of sulfur, sulfuric acid. Or salt that, that its nature is like the uh, salt of Sadaim. And then after that salt, the acid, 
comes in your fingers, you're going to touch your eyes and it'll cause blindness. For that reason, a person must wash their hands at the end of every meal because of the possibility of the salt. Now in the, in the camp, uh, where the soldiers who are at war do not have to wash their hands before eating because they are busy with the warfare. However, they are obligated to wash their hands after the meal because there's danger. As we said in the end of the last halacha, sometimes we're more stringent regarding issues of sakana, of danger, more than we are of standard halacha. Chamir uh, Until what point do you have to wash your hands? Uh, until what part of the hand? Until the perek, which presumably means the wrist. How much water must you use? Revius the Khoshtiadayim, a revius which is 86 and a half milliliters for each uh, about three ounces for each uh, set of hands. Anything which interposes and separates between the water and the skin regarding going to the mikvah, it has the same problem regarding hand washing. Any uh, water which may contribute to the required requisite amount of a mikvah, the 40 saw, or the shiravias may also contribute to the amount of the revias required for hand washing. Whoever has to wash their hands, and they dip their hands in a mikvah, of any type, requires nothing else. In other words, that is sufficient, that is as good as washing the hands. In fact, it may be better in the sense that uh, the Ramam over here in Allah Dalid said that you have to have a revius for each set of hand washing. But presumably he, he relies on what he's going to say in Allah's you have to wash each hand two times. Uh, that's to the, the first hand washing uh, uh, purifies the hand, and the second washing purifies the water which purified your hands. However, when you dip your hands in the mikvah, that's unnecessary. So that's what he means, you don't need anything else. You don't need to wash a second time. You don't have to wash off the water uh, that, you, that, that your hand is wet from after dipping in the mikvah. In fact, it's possible, according to Rambam, you don't have to dry them even. However, if you dip them in water that doesn't have the proper amount for a mikvah, less than 40 saw, or it's just random, it's water which was collected in a, in a, in a vessel and then poured into a, uh, a, a, a hole in the ground, that accomplishes nothing. That accomplishes nothing. Because the water which is not in its natural state in the ground, rather it has been collected and then it's been poured out, it only it, it doesn't uh, have any impact to purify the hands unless it's properly poured. But to dip your hands into the water like that is ineffective. Whoever washes their hands, must be careful about four things, which I will expound upon in the, in the coming halachas. The water, regarding the water itself, shall you that the water would not become disqualified for washing. In the quantity, that there be a revius for each set of hands. In the vessel you use, that the water you pour from should be a proper vessel. And the individual doing the pouring, that the water come from the person, the, the, the power of someone giving it, so to speak. It should not be coming by itself. And we'll expand upon all these things. Number one, there are four things that can disqualify the water. Shinimara, change of its the way it looks, being uncovered overnight, doing work with the water, the hefseid, 
Um, the water becoming spoiled or lost, so to speak. to the point that the animal would refrain from drinking from it. Ketzad, for example, water which changed natural color. whether it changed it in the in the vessel, or in the ground. whether it's because of something else which fell into the water, or because of its location. these are invalid. Now, if it's regular murky water because of natural water as it is. Uh, in, in muddy places, that's not necessarily a problem if an animal will drink from it. We're talking about a significant change that's unnatural to water. If they were uncovered in a way that we said that it, it, that will explain in future parts of the Rambam that disqualifies them from being, uh, from being it prohibits them from being drunk. In that case, it also is forbidden. Uh, they are disqualified for washing the hands. Any water which with a work is done, that so to speak becomes like uh, sewage water, and therefore disqualified for washing the hands. Okay, so for example, water which has been drawn that was used to soak kalim or wash wash uh, wash uh, wash dishes. Or to soak bread in it for the purpose of uh, softening the bread, for example. Okay, it's been any other example like that. Whether it, it uh, was whether the water when that was done to it was in a in a, in a vessel or in a natural place in the ground. Uh, sorry, not natural place in a um, in a in location in the ground. They're now disqualified for washing their hands. If you washed vessels off in the water, but the vessels were clean or brand new, it was just washed off to make them extra clean. In that case, the water is not disqualified. Water in which a baker uh, dips crackers in. Um, it's part of the process of, uh, of of cooking them or softening them. Again, psulim that those those uh, those that water is disqualified. But the water which uh, uh, the baker uses to uh, to baste the dough when kneading it, shame that water is kosher. Because the water that he removes to, uh, to do this, that's the part that was used for working. However, the water from which he, he took to base, that water is kosher. So the origin, the supply of water in the bucket, for example, that that's he doesn't use that to base the dough. He takes from that to base the dough. So the water which remains in the bucket is still kosher for washing. Any water which becomes unfit for a dog to drink from, if it was very bitter, salty, or uh, extremely murky. So it had a very bad smell. At the point that the dog would not drink from it. If it's in a vessel, it's disqualified to wash your hands. If it's in the natural place in the ground, it's kosher to dip the hands in uh, instead of washing from that, but you can't take from there to wash your hands. The hot springs of Tiberias, which are uh, very, have a very, they have a very high uh, mineral content. They're very bitter. They have a lot of sulfur, presumably. So what's the story with them? In their natural place, you may dip your hands in them instead of washing your hands uh, from a vessel. If you use that water 
take that water in a vessel to wash your hands. In that case, or you. Uh, divert a stream of water to another place uh, away from its natural place where the water usually is in that case you may not use that water um, to wash from neither the water before eating bread nor, nor the after eating because, <coughs> because that water <coughs> is not fit for an animal to drink in its natural place, it's, it's permitted. Uh, but there is the, the Chachamim were concerned that if you're going to uh, uh, immerse your hands in, the, in, in that kind of water, when it's been diverted away from its natural source, you may also come to uh, dip your hands in it, or you may come to use it in general to wash your hands from a container. Uh, another possible point is that that water was cut off from its original source. Halacha Yud. The person can wash his hands by putting on his putting water on his hands, little by little, until he eventually puts the proper amount, the proper revius. Now, this does not mean you can pour it a little bit at a time with interruptions. It means that you have a slow, small stream, a steady stream, and you move your hand around till eventually it pours over every spot on your hand. If, however, there's an interruption in the flow, then that does not count. You know, if you give the entire, if you pour the entire revius in one, uh, one pouring, kosher, that's fine as well. Four or five people can all wash their hands one next to the other, or, or one on top of the other, their hands on top of each other, from one pouring. Uh, provided that they weak, that they uh, loosen their fingers, so the water comes between them. And there is a revius for each person. So if it's ten people, you have to have ten revius in, in that one pouring. Now moving on to talk, talk about the uh, importance of the vessel being a uh, kosher vessel for the purpose of washing. So, in Eitelman the you may not wash your hands. You can't use the side of a vessel. The, the uh, bottom of a samovar, which is the uh, presumed translation. Neither with pieces of earthenware, or the covering of a jug. Uh, uh, these are all things that are not meant to hold, or not, they're not meant, or, nor are they fashioned for the purpose of holding water. However, if you uh, modify the covering for the purpose of, of, of washing, so you make it hold water by, you know, uh, uh, flattening down, filing down the uh, the point on top so that it can, it can actually sit, sit flat and hold water, and then in that case you may wash your hands from it. Similarly, when it comes to a, um, a wine pouch that was corrected to hold water, and there's a wine pouch is normally unable to hold water by itself. It is like a hot water bottle. It, it doesn't have a solid base, even though it's meant to hold water. Uh, so someone has to hold on to it. Therefore, it's not kosher for a, a to use as a, as a kvart. But but if you correct it, you kind of do something to it to make it harder on the bottom. You kind of make a, make, a, make a device which enables it to uh, to um, uh, stand by itself. In that case, you may wash your hands from it. If, however, you have a sack or a basket 
that was modified to hold water in it. In that case, you may not wash your hands from it because they're not meant to hold water in the first place. A person should not pour water on his hand, on his friend's hands, using his his own hands. In other words, cupping your hands and taking water and then pouring it on your friend's hands. That does not count because your hands, your palms, are not considered a vessel. Any vessel which breaks to the to the point that we say that if it was impure, the, the breakage, the crack or the hole uh, removes the impurity, as the Allah is regarding two mantaras, we'll see in Sefer Tara. You may not use that vessel to wash your hands because it's considered a broken vessel. You have to have a whole vessel, a complete vessel. All vessels may be used to wash your hands. Even if it's vessels made of uh, dung or earth. Provided that they are whole and complete. If it has a small hole, even though you can fill it up and wash your hands fast before the water drains out, it does not count. So a quart with a crack in it is a problem. A vessel which cannot hold a revius. So even if it can, but it does actually, but, but right now it does not. There is less than a of water in it. And you may not use it to wash your hands uh, because um, because you have to have a revius of water each time you wash. In fact, if you have two separate kalim, each one of them has half revius of water, and you pour it on your hands at the same time, it's probably also not okay. Any individual. Now, now moving on to the final issue about who may pour water on your hands. Every individual is fit to place the water, pour the water. Even a deaf mute. Or someone who is incompetent mentally, a cotton or a minor. All these people have no obligation to wash, but they still may pour the water on your hands. That's considered washing. If it's not, what if you're by yourself, no one else around? In that case, you put the, the vessel between your knees and tip it over onto your hands. Or you just tip, tip, the, uh, <coughs> tip the jug over onto your hands. You know, it's sitting on the ground, a, a tall jug, you tip it over onto your hands and you wash it that way. Or a person could also wash with one hand. Uh, wash with, 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 with one hand on the other and then with the, the, the first hand on the second hand. And then you go both directions. So this is the most common practice used nowadays where you have a kvart with two handles and you can pour with one hand on the other and, and conversely with, with the, with, and then use the other hand to pour on the first hand. Uh, a monkey may pour the water over your hands even though it's not considered a human being. That's considered a deliberate choice of pouring. And presumably it applies to every animal as well, but the one who's easiest to train is a monkey. You can actually hold on to the... Uh, Onto the cup. Okay. Bachi Dal. Hashaikis, a pulley. Shadayla Adam Biyaday of a goggle. A person pulls, a person pours, using his hand or a wheel of Nesla Seicha. And that gives water into a a trough. I'm sorry, Hashaikis is a trough. So a trough. Shadayla Adam Biyaday of a goggle of Nesla Seicha. That a person pours with his hand or using a wheel and then water pours into the trough. Um, and the water is drawn from it through a uh, canal and it waters the uh, vegetables or gives water, uh, water to an animal 
Riyach is a person puts his hand at the opening of the trough. So therefore, he, he wants to wash his hands that way. Uh, and the water passes over and it washes his hands. It pours, it's poured on his hands. Um, that's not considered washing. There's no individual pouring water over his hands. Uh, the, the, after the initial movement of the water, it's considered the rest is happening by itself, by gravity. However, if his hands were closed to the pouring of the bucket, um, to the point that we say that that you'll see the water that's passing over his hands is coming from directly from the the power of the person doing the action. Also, in that case, the washing is acceptable. Now, how close does it have to be? An inch, a foot, a yard, or a mile? The round does not give us a specific designation or delineation. You have water, and you're not sure if it's if, if work was done with it or not. So you're not sure if it's kosher for washing your hands or not. And you're not sure, for example, if there is a proper amount, or there's not. It's a, a approximately revius, but you're not sure if it's exactly revius, more or less. You're not sure if the water is pure or impure. In all these cases, if you're not sure if the water is valid or invalid, for that matter, if you, if you have a doubt whether you washed your hands in the first place or you did not, in all these cases, the, the uh, doubt can be ruled, uh, assumed to be pure. Every uh, doubt of purity regarding the purity of hands, we are lenient. Halacha design. For the water we wash before eating, you must pick your hands up uh, to wash, with your, whereas the, uh, the, the, the hands should be at a higher level than the elbow, so your hands are somewhat uh, inclined. So we should not have, we don't want to have the water that they're going to leave, that they wash the first time, leaving and going past your wrist onto the hand. And then it's going to come back onto the hand, and in that case, it's going to make the hands impure. Yeah, that's why you have to ha- hold your hands upwards. The water which you wash after you uh, after you eat, you have to hold your hands downward. So that all the uh, uh, the salt and the potency of the salt that's on your hands should drip off. The first, the water we wash before eating can be washed over the ground or, on a, or over a vessel, like into a bowl, for example. However, the water that's done after you, you eat, my should only be done over a vessel, so this way you can remove it, um, and not, it won't be sitting around in the ground. And then you can pour it in a place where no one goes. The Gemara says that uh, the water has a spirit of impurity, so if it's left on the ground, Person can step on it or go near it and become have a negative impact. Therefore, we kind of put in a, put in a keli and pour it somewhere where no one uh, no one would go. Um, water the water with you wash before eating can be you can use hot water heated by the fire or cold water. But the water which you wash after the meal, you should do not use hot water. Who provided to you that it's hot enough for the person to. Uh, scald their hands and burn their hands. Because if water is that 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 is that hot, it will not wash away the acidic nature of the salt. Actually, the heat will make the, it it uh, uh, absorbed in the skin. Because you're also unable to rub your hands with it because of uh, because of that that because it's that hot. When you rub your hands with it, it'll make the, the potency, the acidic nature of the salt absorbed in the skin. Therefore, you use cold water. 
However, warm water may be used. It doesn't have to be ice cold. A person can wash their hands in the morning, theoretically. And then have a condition that in his mind he's going to, that the entire day, uh, any other activities that require washing, davening, shema, eating, and you do not have to wash your hands each time that you eat. Who provides that you don't let your mind uh, divert your attention away from the hands? If your mind, uh, if, if you uh, notice that you that you suddenly you recall the, about the idea of washing and you means your mind was diverted, so you don't remember that you didn't have your concentration on the hands to ensure it did not touch anything that's impure or any part of the body normally covered. In that case, you have to wash your hands each time it's required. A person can wrap his hands in a, in a cloth and eat bread or a food dipped in liquid even though a person did not wash his hands because he's not touching the bread. If you're feeding someone else, you do not need to wash your hands. That person eating does have to wash his hands. Even though someone else is, put, is, uh, is uh, putting the food in his mouth. Even though that and that person is not touching, not touching the food, nevertheless, the person doing the eating must wash their hands, even though he's not touching the food. The person touching the food and feeding him does not need to wash their hands, even though he's he's uh, he's touching it because he's not eating. Same thing applies if a person eats eats their bread with a fork. He must wash his hands because it's not 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 only connected to the idea of purity, but also because of the mindset we have to have for eating. Uh, uh, truma, which 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 all all hand washing for bread is a practice of that. Uh, you test. Also, you're not to give food to somebody who did who will not wash their hands. Even though you're going to put it in his mouth, because you're letting him do an person is not allowed to be uh, skimpy with washing the hands. Are treated with uh, uh, lack of seriousness. Commanded many things and and cautions regarding this matter. Even if a person only has enough water to drink, he should first wash his hands with a little part, with a little bit of it, and then the rest he can eat and drink with. If a person must dry their hands first, then only afterwards may they eat. Whoever eats without drying their hands first, it's if he ate impure bread. Whoever washes their hands after the meal, you must dry them and only afterwards bench. Immediately after washing your hands, you bench right away. Do not interrupt with anything between them. Even to drink water after you washed your hands after the meal, also is forbidden. Until you first bench.